sorry, can you move your hair? I just realized from you. Oh, yeah, that creates a problem sometimes. I'm going to give you this to keep it a... Oh, sure. You never wear your hair up, I realize. No, I never do. Here. Um, Thank you. Um, Then Liz and I are getting our nails done, believe it or not. I know. Talking about hair and nails, yeah. I know. um, It's going to be a a Bernie Broad night out. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Katie Halper Show. On today's episode, I speak to Liza Featherstone. Then for the Patreon-only episode, Liza and I talk about pseudo-feminists who like to bully, vilify, or in the case of the treatment of Liza, erase leftist feminists. But that's not all. I also talk to friend of the show and struggle session co-host Leslie Lee. It's a really cool chat about the Joker, film, politics, and it's cool because it takes place in a ride share uh, as Leslie and I go to and then back from a Pod Damn America Antifada live taping that he participated in. So it's a kind of cool, like, behind the scenes. We're traveling, you know, we're going from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Hear our chat. To access this Patreon-only episode, please go to patreon.com slash Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash Show. Please rate and review us on iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud. And on Facebook. Very excited to be talking to Liza. It's great to be here, Katie. Yeah, you're one of my uh, one of my favorite and most recurring guests. I love being on your show. Hey, thank you. I'm sitting back here in this chair. I feel like Barbara Walters because I'm sitting in like a in a cushy chair. You're sitting on the in a you know normal chair. So you're a really prolific writer. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I currently am like forced to write a lot which is good Liza is a journalist a feminist uh, you write a, a really great advice column at the nation called asking for a friend thank you you're a staff writer in Jacobin you also have a piece about Liz Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. and Sanders that's a very nuanced mm-hmm. defense yeah. of supporting Sanders over Warren so I really like this one because I, I do think that sometimes I get frustrated with the Neoliberal shill, this, that, and it, it's frustrating. I mean, again, this is more of an yeah, online thing. Because those are but, weak, those yeah. are weak arguments. Yeah, yeah, weak arguments. I, I, yeah, I have to admit, I was inspired by the online discourse right. to write this. Yeah, like because it's more there than anywhere else. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. people think, you know, I mean, if anything, the scary thing is that the online stuff, the liberal online stuff, is actually reflected in the in actual established media, right? Yes. So, like, you see Joanne Reed, Joan Walsh making these arguments that mm-hmm. are online whereas these these arguments that we see from the left or so-called left they're not represented in any establishment media no no and and so sometimes i always feel a little conflicted about um how how to respond to dumb left arguments that get traction on the on the online because i mean i'm obviously not like a big player in the larger scheme of things but within the left like i I i'm fairly well known and so 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 it can seem like punching down if i go and criticize um some people who are just you know some twitter randos right Right. um but on at the same time um sometimes certain dumb left ideas get a lot of momentum right within the left and they influence yeah uh, and and they influence us and and then it's like then there we are as a movement making bad arguments right exactly Um, and and i hate to see that so sometimes i'm like okay i have to intervene with right exactly and also it's like do you want to give them more oxygen right no that's the other thing right but i do think it's worth like so this piece that a newsweek reporter called me the other day about a jacobin piece in which i had taken on some left bad left arguments ah, and um and i was like no right because like i mean these particular arguments don't need to be in news yeah week. exactly right <laughs> and and your audience hasn't heard them yet yeah. so they don't need to hear what i think right of exactly them. Yeah. So, yeah yeah they're they're like what do you think of the trotskyist versus tanky interpretations like, no, it, was sort of, no one it, it was it was it was different it was like the no i'm the, just trying to think yeah. of something equally but it was unknown it, it, it might as well yeah. have been as silly as that right yeah yeah so you write this piece, Warren is no Hillary, she's also no Bernie. The feud between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren supporters is getting ridiculous. Warren isn't Hillary and Bernie is no sexist. And you say Elizabeth Warren is not a neoliberal. And you give her credit. You say um, she's emerged as relatively mild, but nevertheless quite serious opponent of neoliberal ideology, the worldview in which markets can solve everything. And in Margaret Thatcher's words, there is no such thing as society. 
One of the best points, that, though, I think that you make, which is so important and it's 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 so obvious in some ways, but it's not stated enough. And I think sometimes we just forget it because it's like there. We don't even see it because it's right in front of us. Of course, Bernie Sanders surely has some sexist supporters. Given the prevalence of knuckleheads in the population, if he lacked any appeal to such people, he'd probably still be hanging out in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> I know. I never feel like I always feel like you can't say that often enough. Yeah, but, right? it's really true. Right. And it's like if if as these as critics of Sanders, quote-unquote feminist critics of Sanders, claim if misogyny is systemic and widespread and structural and, you know, ingrained in our culture and whatever, of course it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. And it's offensive and trivializing and downplays sexism and misogyny to pretend that it's one group, one political, you know, subgroup has a monopoly on it. Yeah, and it's and it's sort of like a like a bizarre. It's more idealistic even than anything they could accuse us of to imagine that we could produce right. a exactly, left candidate right. whose supporters would never act in that way. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like it's absurd. I mean, I'm, I'm sh- like with with Hillary Clinton having won the popular vote by more than three million, I promise some misogynist guys voted yes, for her. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, that's right. just how, that, that's the world right Well, now. as Leslie mm-hmm. Lee said, um, who hosts Struggle Session and, you know, started the Sanders made me, Bernie made me white hashtag a couple of years ago, he was saying how, you know, there was a study out that said that Donald Trump's voters were racist. And he, of course, doesn't, has no illusions about this, but he said, yeah, Don, there are Donald Trump supporters who are racist. There are also Bernie supporters who are racist. There are also Clinton supporters who are racist. He goes, and as a racist herself, Clinton should have had an easier time winning them over. <laughs> yes. And he said, he said, but Obama went for those voters, you know, that's, so that's, I mean, that's another but related issue, yeah. which is like this, whenever they say we have purity politics, I'm like, are you kidding? You're, you, you want to turn your back on, or not even pursue the votes of people who I don't find don't have any empathy. But don't we need to win? Don't you want those votes? If you care about the victims of Trumpism, we need to be trying to reach everyone. Yeah, you need to be serious. Yeah, um, yeah. and and this narrative that like somehow pursuing that you need to s- throw people under the bus, non-straight white men, that they need to be thrown under the bus to reach white working class is absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and no one, oh, yeah. can, if you ask them what's an example of doing that, they'll never give you one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, I do think, though, that it is harder now to distinguish between Bernie and, his, and, and Warren than it was with Bernie and Clinton. And as you say, there's yeah. a much more mm-hmm. of a, dis, a difference between him and Clinton and yeah. him and... Um, and Warren. So what are some of the, the reasons that you think that Sanders is, is a better candidate? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that, um, that I, I think that one of the reasons the feud is getting the, the, the tension between the two groups of supporters, um, because the candidates seem fine with each other. Yeah. Um, but the, um, but, but the tension between the two groups of supporters, um, is, is, is probably, um, I, I think it, I think the one reason it's so intense is is that um, both sides um, feel um, feel especially threatened by the closeness. Like uh-huh. so, um, right. so, so for 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 Warren supporters, they they see no real difference um, politically between Warren and Sanders, or they, or they see a difference and it's in Warren's favor because right. maybe they're um, less progressive. Right. Um, but, the, but, it, but if they are progressive, they, they see no difference. And so it just seems, um, it just seems sexist and, right. and impractical that these people would adhere to Bernie Sanders. Right. Um, on the Bernie Sanders side, um, which is of course our side, right. a lot of them are um, really... Um, um, really enraged by what they see, by by the fact that they see um, the differences as huge, and they're um, and and they're um, angry that the differences are being erased by um, a media that covers Warren fairly positively, right. except for some of these sure, inconsistencies. Right. Um, but um, um, and um, and and they and they feel that. Um, in her, as she adopts 
Bernie's platform, which she does. Right. The reason that she is so progressive um, is two words, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> right. um, I mean, you know, yeah, like yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Warren is not so bad in trouble. herself. Right. She is a good liberal. But the reason that she is running as left a campaign yeah. as she is, is 100% Bernie Sanders had his heart attack proved more serious the other day, we would have seen Elizabeth Warren moving to the right, right. I promise. Yeah. Um, and um, Which is what uh, Harry Reid told, I don't know if you saw this, Harry Reid told Axelrod she was going to do that if present. He's like, she's going to... Of course, yeah, right. of course. So um, so I think um, the, 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 way, the way to view Elizabeth Warren is... Um, as a triumph of Bernie Sanders and mm-hmm. his movement that she is running such a left campaign. Um, yet, um, ideally, um, we would still defeat her and Bernie would be the nominee. <laughs> right. because, and the reason that that's the ideal scenario is um, that, um, that Bernie Sanders is accountable to um, a mass movement, a right. grassroots movement that has been working really hard um, to elect him um, not only that, um, he's always he's spent his entire um, career and especially the last few years um, um, really um, 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 really building a movement that connects um, that um, that centers working class right. people. And that's just not been done in a presidential campaign. Yeah. Um, for, um, I mean, not by a major party candidate um, since ever, really. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, when I, you, yeah. I mean, Eugene V. Debs was not yeah. a major party candidate. Right, right, yeah. Right, running, I mean, um, not somebody who stood to win. Not the, out of jail for a lot of it. Right, right. Really, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's not, I'm not criticizing No, 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 that, I, I don't but, know, I'm but, saying but, yeah. he ran from jail, right? Yeah. It's a funny comparison. I, I mean, of, and yeah. yet the importance of his campaign and the fact that yeah. he ran for, ran for president is, um, is is so um, is so significant that we know it, you know. Yeah. Like there's so much about right. American radical history that yeah, we don't exactly. know. Yeah. But we actually right. know this. Yeah. We know I mean, that we, we knew who Debs was before, not. To, but most people haven't heard right. of him, right? But most people, yeah, uh, most people they, are yeah. listening to you um, probably know who he is. Right. Um, and um, and 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 yet Bernie Sanders' campaign is more significant than right. Debs' yeah. campaign, um, and is making a, more of an impact on the political culture. So, um, so, so I, I think that, um, you know, wh- whereas on the other hand, Elizabeth Warren is accountable, um, not to this broad movement, not to the, not to the left, not to the, um, not, not to the, 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 the many movements that have been, um, for so many decades making America a little bit more civilized, whether through the civil rights movement, feminism, right. LGBT, um, and, so um, and, and labor movements, um, and more recently the socialist movement. Um, I mean, Bernie Sanders is of and accountable to all of those movements, which are, um, the reason that are, um, um, our civilization is not already a crumbling wreck. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and so, um, and whereas Elizabeth Warren is um, accountable to a set of much um, more modest to sometimes destructive forces. Right. I mean, she's the professional managerial yeah. class, the, um, the, the better parts of the ruling class, but are still the ruling sure, class. Right. They still don't want significant change. Um, and... Um, um, and you know, and the and you know the and she certainly has um, some appeal to ordinary Americans, um, but she doesn't have um, a um, she doesn't have um, any accountability to those ordinary right. Americans. Yeah. like that's you know it, it's it's a um, um, she does not come out of um, any particular social movements, and there are no social movements to really hold her to right. her promises. Yeah. Um, I I like that she talks about Medicare for right. all. I like that she talks to about the, that she mentions the Green New Deal. I love that she um, plagiarized of Bernie's labor platform, yeah. which was the I mean the most astounding aspect right. of this presidential campaign. Um, but um, but I I do, and and to say I don't trust her sounds 
too personal. Right. I don't. I'm not saying that I don't trust her because she's a a a, um, a sketchy person. I don't right. even think that. Um. I I just think when you look at the balance of forces in our society, um, the um the forces behind Bernie are the forces that want all these good things to happen. Right. The forces behind Elizabeth Warren. Um, are um, are perfectly fine with her moving to the right as yeah. soon as she gets into right. power. Right, as long, like they're but you know socially liberal, yeah. and can, not that you can totally separate those things, of course, but nominally socially liberal is you know. Yeah, and I mean much better than Trump. I think she oh, would do. She would do environmental regulation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. She there's, would do right. the Paris right. Accords. Yes. I mean, there's no, it would be vastly no yeah. vastly better. And I think that we sometimes lose, lose sight of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, whereas like it's, you know, when you imagine the Biden presidency, your mind just right. goes blank yes. trying to uh, think what it so would be. So does his, apparently. I know. As we see a lot on stage. Uh, well, uh, you know, I think that's, that there's a well, connection. That's, yeah, that's what's, so yeah. it's interesting because. So she's much better than Biden right. too. But I think that while we still have um, the power to move this Bernie campaign forward and potentially um, make Bernie Sanders president, um, then, you know, I, I mean, a- absolutely, um, we should keep fighting to do that. Yeah. I happen to also think he's more, a lot more electable against Trump. Oh, that's the other yeah. thing. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, that's, yeah. no, that's the, the, that's, that's the almost more crucial than their specific differences. Right. The only way in which she could conceivably be more electable is sometimes that alliance with the ruling class can help us. You know, it, like the yeah. reason the reason we were able to save most of Obamacare under Trump was that large portions of the right. ruling class wanted to save Obamacare yeah. because they benefited. Right. So, so if you, it is it is true that the ruling class will probably parts of it would mobilize for her yeah. against Trump and um, and would help. But it's just kind of like, um, so first of all, um, that is also a point against her. Right. Because why do they want her? Sure, right. That's, and, that's and, not a point and against if, her and, electability, and if, but it's a point against right. her as a president. Yes, it's a point for her electability, right. but it's a point against her um, as, a, um, as a president. Right. But more broadly, um, Bernie shows the possibility that we could get something done in politics without them. We could right. we could do this without the ruling class, yeah. and that would be better because course, we don't right. really want them calling the shots. We don't want yeah. them calling the shots. We don't want them defining what right. what the policy is going to be. So, um, so so it's actually a point in, in Bernie's favor, and he is probably much much more electable. Um, um, partly for um, partly because he doesn't have some of the liabilities that Warren yeah. has. Um, she does have um, some inconsistencies yeah. in some of the ways that she's talked about things. She has some minor, uh, uh, in my view, very minor scandals, but scandals that could prove extremely right. distracting and extremely fun for Trump. Exactly, right. Um, and we know that Trump is somebody who really um, revels yeah. in the pleasure of the personal attack. Right. Um, and there's very little in Bernie Sanders' yeah, background totally to to, um, to inspire that. He has been in public life so long, and nothing ever comes up. Yeah, if um, anything, and, he's, they call him the same ideas. He's stubborn, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, they had yeah. to they had to make a scandal of him having a new coat. Oh my god! I know. You know, I mean, this is that the level of this is, this is what it was they're an expensive coat. And okay, between friends, I just have to say, I remember when I saw that. I saw him, and it was like a seven hundred dollar coat. Of course, who cares? But I have to say, I was like, I can't imagine Bernie getting that. I imagine him being in the store, someone suggesting it for him. He's like, no, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to spend $700 on the coat. And turns out it was a gift from his son who works for the company. Of course. So I was like, not that I would have cared, but it was like, oh, okay, that no, makes sense. it was sense. out of character. Yeah, it was just it out was of character. It was always weird. Yeah. Like, it was always stupid, but kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You're totally right. Right? Yeah. Um, um, and so, so this is what they're reduced to. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, man, man in very, who lives in very cold climate right. for part of the time buys serious right. coat. Um, right. And, and whereas, like, you know, there's a lot... That has a third house, which is... Every single senator has at least two houses. Of course. His are much they... more modest. And they used, again, this shouldn't matter, but they used Jane's inheritance. Of course. It, of course it's ridiculous. And so, uh, so 
she seems to have exaggerated yes. about being Native, a Native American. American yeah. um, like, I, I mean, I, I think things like that are yes. are going to be a lot of fun for the Republicans and that Bernie has not, no comparable right. liability. Yeah. He can call so. him, he can say he's like a... And this narrative of him never being vetted, it's so ridiculous. I mean, okay, you can, have the, you can call him a, left, a communist, a leftist, you can call him old, you can call him the heart attack thing. As Nathan Robbins had said, though... Um, on my show a couple, like a year ago maybe, that, and he makes a really good point. He says that maybe against Rubio or Cruz, Warren is more electable. Oh, but yeah. against Trump, Sanders is. Sanders definitely is against Trump. Yeah. Um, and he says if, if, if Trump tries to make something of the age, Sanders should challenge him to a one-on-one game of basketball, which he should. He should wait a little bit because yes. of the heart thing. Yeah. But yeah. he would totally kick Trump's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's absolutely right. Yeah. And, and and basketball is a far more, um, as I understand it, not playing either. Um, I understand basketball to be a far more intense sport than golf. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Right. Although golf must be great for the obliques. But uh, yeah, besides that, yeah. yeah. Right. He, that is, that's such a great metaphor. Um, yeah, I agree. And it's like, she, I think, has bad political instincts in many cases. I mm-hmm. think when she got her DNA test, that was a great example of it. And, you know, Trump goes after people's inconsistencies. And one of the rare, the things that makes Sanders unique, even if you don't like him, right? People who don't like him say he's too stubborn. He doesn't evolve. They're like, he's been saying the same things. It's like, can you, what world do you live in where talking about Medicare for all is no longer relevant? Right. right? He keeps saying the same things because the same things keep being yeah, important. Right. And in fact, like he has accommodated as other things became important, like he 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 talks about climate change now oh, much yeah. more He's than at the he front used of that. to. Yeah, um, right. I mean, although he has been talking about that much longer than right. any other politician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's um, he's made it really front and center more than yeah. He, yeah. Um, no, it's 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 so funny. It's like and and that I think is such a. I I know that people are sort of sick of hearing um, this this phrase, but I do think that that is such a professional managerial class critique. The idea that you always have to be saying something new right, or right. innovative yeah, exactly. or clever. Right. It's like, no, right. I mean, Bernie keeps saying the same thing right. because those are the important things. Like, yeah. um, I mean, people in this country are suffering and they have been and they right. continue to be. And he's going to keep talking about right. that as long as that's the right. situation. Like he can he'll stop it. talking about Medicare yeah. for all when we have Medicare for all, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he can find a new topic. Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, we I mean, all what, like, is he supposed <laughs> to be over climate change? Like that's so last year that <laughs> So yeah, no, but I think that's this mentality. So like stupid. they they live in a, like a world of branding. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so many liberals and Dems don't understand. They still don't get how Trump works. Mm-hmm. So if you say Warren has these inconsistencies that he'll exploit, they say, "Are you kidding? Trump is so inconsistent." But he doesn't claim not to be. No. He doesn't. So he's, Uh, it's like there's a meta hypocrisy and then there's hypocrisy. Trump is on a regular hypocrisy. Trump is hypocritical all the time. Yeah. Now, when, when Biden or Warren are hypocrites, they're hypocrites on the, on the whatever level, normal level, but also meta level because their shtick is that they're not hypocrites. Right. So Trump isn't vulnerable. That's right. Yeah. It's like same thing with the grabbing by the pussy. Well, he just goes to the Clinton people because Clinton pretends to be for women's rights and pretends to be a feminist. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it makes so everything makes them look so much more ridiculous than him. I mean, remember, I I, I almost cracked up when he said that Hillary Clinton talked about super predators. He's like, I thought that was very rude. He said that during a debate. Yes. You you took out a full page ad in the Daily News calling for the death penalty around the Center Park Five. Like he's so. But it doesn't matter. No one cares. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I think it's I think it's amazing. And um, I I sometimes um, I sometimes think of um, Trump is like a um, a teenager trolling his parents. Exactly. And since I have have a teenager, I know something about this. And um, and and so he's and and so the Democrats or liberals in general are like the parents. So he'll he'll throw out these outrageous things so that they will react. Exactly. Then they'll react. Right. And then often he'll say, well, I was just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, which oh, is exactly, so what a, exactly what a teenager does. Right. And, uh, like, but now he's made them look ridiculous. Exactly. Because they've lost their minds. Right. And and I feel like, I feel like Elizabeth Warren and, um, and the liberals are like, they're going to be like, they're going to be like regular parents. Like yeah. they're just going to constantly be reacting in the wrong way yeah. and losing their minds and being, um, being continually trolled and made to look dumb. Right. Whereas like 
Um, Bernie Sanders is on another level. Like he's, he's just going to be like he's 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 going to be like Medicare for all. Yeah. Brush your damn teeth. Yeah, exactly. Do yeah. your homework. Yeah, yeah like, like get he's just, at it. He's, he's, yeah. he's going to be that parent yeah. who, no matter what right. is thrown at him, right. he just keeps repeating right, exactly. the talking yeah. points. And he won't react. Which is the only way to to yeah. do it, really. Right. But most people, uh, you know, f- um, forget. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and whereas, yeah, Elizabeth Warren is going to be like, now I have to respond to right. this Pocahontas Yeah, thing. which is why I thought the DNA like, thing, like, beyond the political, the moral, ethical stuff... I just thought it was such a bad, polit- like, yeah. such a bad instinct, again, political instinct. Yeah, um, yeah. No, the only the, the, the only way to respond to that would be to ignore it or yeah. pivot or right. be like, I don't know why you're not talking about indigenous rights. Yeah, or right, like, right. You know, or yeah. just, or make absurd jokes. Like, right. But, but, exa- but exactly the wrong way is to try to um, take it seriously and, 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 and respond. A- respond. Put any evi- effort into disproving evidence. or responding. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I also, I like the way that you go through some specific examples of how they're different because I do think that something, and you, you say, um, for people who prefer to discuss issues, most voters are not especially ideological. Sanders is better on, these, on those policy areas where he and Warren differ. That's because rejecting capitalism affects the way a person thinks about everything. So I think one of the things that makes it harder to talk about Sanders and Warren than it was with Sanders and, and mm-hmm. Clinton is two things. One is she is better than Clinton. Yeah. The yeah. other is that Sanders has shifted everything to the left. So she, yes, so exactly. all these people are supporting those things like exactly. Medicare for all, at least nominally, right? Exactly. Um, and I think that when you say this to people, you know, I think that a lot of people don't care that she says she's a capitalist to her bones, oh, right? right? Because they're like, well, what does that mean? Because must be because it sounds like an abstract ideology. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Right. And and I think that um, that what um, what's 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 important to draw out of that is like the vast majority. What makes Sanders more electable um, than Warren compared to Trump uh, against Trump? Yeah. Um, and also what makes him. Um, better and why we support him more um, is um, is that um, the working class right. is central to his politics. Um, that and um, and this is like and this is what it really means to be anti-capitalist. Right. That you support the working class against capital. Right. You know you could say that in a more um, populist and less Marxist way. Sure, you could right. say, um, you know, Sanders is centering the ninety-nine percent right. or whatever. But um, but basically, but the people who are at the heart of Sanders' politics are the majority right. of people. Yeah, which is what makes his his politics both more electable and also more right. Right, exactly. Uh, more left. More, yeah. Yeah, right. more left. More, yeah. more, more correct right. and more left. And then people will say, you know, well, look, he's hate, as you point this out, he's hate, uniquely hated by very bad people. And again, I think that, that people say, okay, but still, tell me the difference. And so one of the things you do is you say, um, while it's true that Warren supports Medicare for all on paper, she has recently waffled on the matter. Relatedly, Sanders' view that abortion should be part of a full reproductive health care plan offered under single payer is stronger and more specific than Warren's pro-choice position. She talks a lot about strong military and military readiness, while Sanders has been doggedly leading the fight to end the devastating war in Yemen. Warren is a committed fan of American global power. And by the way, these are huge differences. Right, exactly. For, for people yeah. out there who are, are still thinking, oh, I'm not really clear about the differences. These right, that's why I think this is good, because I, yeah. I do think that, you know, the, the capitalism versus not anti-capitalism is important, but it only goes so far, especially if you're not, if you're someone who's not interested in political theory, yeah, you're like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. The, the, the fact that he's more hated by bad people is, is evidence of a difference. But again, what's the difference? So I like that you go through them and, and you know, one of the places that the president has the most unilateral power is foreign policy. And that's yes. definitely a place where they're different. Yes. Um, yes. Um, I yes. love when people who are like to the, who, who like Warren more than Sanders on and include their, the foreign policy is one of the reasons, then criticize Sanders from the left on something. Like, what, what do you... Yeah, I, I was disappointed he called, like, Maduro a tyrant. That was stupid, a brutal dictator, brutal tyrant. But it's, every now and then you get these total opportunists like Tom Watson or whatever oh, like, coming so, in there. It's, it's so, so bizarre. Makes yeah, me sometimes cringe. you get this alliance between, the, like, the ultra-lefts who yeah. are too left to support any candidate... Right. And the yeah. liberals who hate him. Yeah, they're and, like, and look at him just... on Libya. And you're like, you don't even care about Libya. You liked Hillary. Is like, we came. They, he died. We laughed or whatever. We left. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and of course, this is another interesting thing, which is it's, it's a little inconvenient that um, after the Bernie Bro narrative and, and was so invested in, all of a sudden it turns out that Sanders voters are less white and less male and yeah. all and then then anyone else's including yeah. Warren's and ha- why is that not an issue I thought that was such an issue yeah I thought that's what one of the big things that determined yeah and again this is like this is one of the things that gets to um to, to the to the heart of what we were discussing earlier um that um that 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 people defending um, a more centrist politics or even just a more liberal politics always want to make this opposition between um, between a class politics right. and race and gender, yeah. well, guess what? The working class is is women and people right. of color, right. and that is why they are also supporting Bernie Sanders, right. yeah. the candidate who has placed the working class at the center right. um, of of his specific um, plat- policy platform and his whole um, politics. Right. I mean, and and so so this is like th- these these things are. The, like these things are constantly um, false oppositions, right. and whenever anybody um, tries to put these things in opposition, we should always look very skeptically at what is the agenda. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, one of the vi- the blessings, or one of the hard things, one of the victories of Sanders is that he's made these ideas more um, less toxic, or or opposing them more toxic, right? Which is why you have mm-hmm. Beto on, and I think that's good. Some of my fellow leftists, our fellow leftists are like, how dare they stand on that debate stage and pretend they're for Medicare for all? It's like, no, we want the discussion yeah. to shift left. If, totally. if they somehow pretended it was them and not yeah. Sanders, that's bad. But And we would need them in like the Senate or yeah. wherever they're going to be to vote for these Right, things. of course, yeah. And so ideally they keep pretending. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> keep pretending, right. And yeah. then we can call them out when they don't do that. That's yeah. better on, you know. Much better. Um, yeah. Some of the, the reasons that you think that Sanders is, is better, these examples you gave were good. I, like I didn't know about the abortion thing. Um, this is a great um, left left feminist. Speaking of the um, of the the ideology that doesn't get enough attention. Right. Um, so left feminists have been saying for years. I think Red Stockings was the first one to make this connection in 1989. Um, that um, the best way to protect abortion rights um, and abortion accessibility was to demand um, reprodu- full reproductive rights in the context. Um, of national health care, of single-payer right. health care. Um, and they said that in 1989, and it started to be get a little more traction among um, um, progressive feminists, the um, Boston Women's Health Care oh, yeah. co- like, co- right. Book Collective, the, our, our Bodies Ourselves, ourselves yeah. um, put out a little um, paper on that in the, like, uh, like about maybe 15 years after that. Um, and, um, and so, and, and now it's... Um, in um, Bernie Sanders' right. campaign platform for president, right. he's the only one. Um, like he's the only one for whom that's his abortion position, right. Right. and that is literally the best way um, to get to make abortion available to everybody. As most listeners will know, um, abortion is is technically legal um, in the United States, but the barriers um, are formidable right. um, because. Um, um, women receiving uh, Medicaid um, don't have um, abortions covered. Um, many women don't have um, abortion covered by their health insurance. I think actually most do not. Um, and um, it, and abortion is expensive. A lot of people right. can't get it where they live and have to travel. Um, so um, so this like as a demand as part of 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 full. Um, full and free healthcare um, is um, is is the best way to go and the most the most democratic. Um, so um, yeah, so Bernie Sanders um, influenced um, by um, by the left right. by the left side of the feminist movement um, has had this in his platform all along. He had it also in two thousand sixteen right. and didn't get enough attention yeah. then either. Um, but, um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's incredibly important. Um, actually Red Stockings, which is still around celebrating its 50th anniversary. Um, it's kind of nice that the most left of the second wave groups is the one that's still around. Um, and, um, and, um, and Red Stockings, um, Red Stockings is campaigning around it now, um, along with their spinoff, um, National Women's Liberation 
um, and um, and of course um, DSA and and DSA socialist um, feminists are right. also uh, like working on this right. as well. And I'm having so. Jenny Brown on yes. my show. Oh yes. So um, so so Jenny and Jenny Brown. This is all. In fact, thank you. This is all fresh in my mind yeah. because I just interviewed Jenny yeah. Brown. Right. Um, and, Sadie, take that, Sadie. Yes. Um, so I, I I interviewed her at the Strand, and we'll be publishing the Q and A on um, Jacobin Magazine, where we are totally not feminist exactly, and never yeah. read any feminist content. So um, really quickly to wrap up a few things. Um, I was going to say that, you know, in 2016, it was so nice. You could just show the difference, the economic, social, racial, gender connection with Fight for 15. You had one candidate mm-hmm. who supported yes. it, one who didn't. The majority of minimum wage earners are people of color, women, and why weren't all the feminists and alleged feminists and anti-racists enraged that Clinton was okay with $12 and not supporting this movement, the Fight for 15 movement? Yeah, it was outrageous. Um, and that's such a great example of for people who don't get the... Like someone like Sadie is cynical. She understands that exists and doesn't care. But a lot of people, and I think we, I, I, we have to do a better job of this, of just explaining like how re- representation mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also you can, you know, issues are important and that may not line up. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's um, right. Mm-hmm. Let's give Sadie Doyle a reading list. The things that you wrote, what she could have read. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when well, she listen, hears the show, I think, the, um, I think the sex worker piece yeah. is really something that she should read because I'm sure she supports sex worker right. rights. I'm sure she's not one of those feminists who doesn't, um, you know, because I, I don't think that she's conservative in that way. Right. Um, and um, and that um, that's that a piece, great piece. Why socialists support sex workers' rights? Thank you. Um, and um, and I, I, I definitely. Um, I definitely recommend um, looking too at all the work that um, sex workers are doing on this issue. Um, Decrim NY is a good um, is a good resource um, of, of, of the groups that are working on this. Um, I I did I I I wrote this because um, I I thought that while um, it was it's so great to, um, to see the um, the support for um, decriminalization of sex work among socialists and how that has, uh, people have been taking that so seriously. Um, but I, I didn't really think that people were explaining why it was a socialist right. issue um, and, that, um, and that most of the left um, arguments that I have, um, have heard about it um, were fairly similar to libertarian right. arguments, um, and um, and I and I'm so glad that there are libertarian yeah, arguments yeah. about it because yeah. that persuades need... more people right, exactly, of a yeah. necessary um, thing that will make a lot of people's lives better. Um, but um, but I also thought no, but there are there are. It's not just that in some places the left lines up with libertarianism, although that is sometimes the case, like as in reproductive choice. Um, but um, right. but but it's right, also exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, but you know, we agree with the libertarians on things that they're right, and we disagree yeah. with them yeah. when they're wrong. Um, but um, but it's also but it's also that this is a left issue in some specific ways. Um, one is that it's um, that it's really. Um, about improving people's working conditions, right? Um, and that um, that when sex work is illegal, um, the work the the um, the working conditions um, of those um, largely women, although also trans, yeah. non-binary, um, and sometimes men um, as well, um, are are very bad. I mean, working conditions where you are constantly being harassed by the police, um, where you face police brutality where you face um, violence and rape and you can't and robbery and you can't report it um, these are very terrible working conditions um, and um, and it's it become is more difficult to um, negotiate um, your um, your wages um, it's um, it's more difficult to um, um, to advertise your services in safe ways right. um, everything about that is um, is harder so um, so, so fundamentally, um, it's about um, making um, making workers' conditions better, and um, and you know we had we have tended to kind of um, simplify that just as sex work is work, right? Um, which is also important. But I had wanted to spell that out a little more. Also, um, I felt that some of the um, some of the left feminist arguments that I've heard on the other side. 
um, don't uh, um, are are based on um, a bit of a misunderstanding, I think, of um, of what um, what what leftism is. Uh-huh. So um, so so um, uh, so I've I've heard the argument that well, as leftists, we're against um, commodification. commodification right. So why would we want to um, it, um, make it permissible to commodify? Um, yet another thing um, that is when the when the commodification of that thing sex is so broadly distasteful to so many people right. um, and um and 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 I, I feel really strongly that that is um, that is based on a kind of um, aesthetic understanding of why commodification is bad right. you know kind of like you know we feel upset when a stereo lab song is used in a car commercial right. yeah. you know I mean it's like yeah. it's like yeah. but that's actually not the problem with commodification the right. problem with commodification is that basic human needs um, we have to pay for like right. health care right. you know food housing yeah. you know and that those things um, should be socialized you know they should be those things should be free because people need them for survival sex is literally the opposite of that i know we all need love and we right. all do need sex at some level but we actually don't need it to survive and nobody has a right to sex because um because it requires consent right exactly yeah, yeah. um and and so 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 it's actually um, one of the least immoral things you could commodify. Right. I mean, right. if you yeah. think about it, it's yeah. like it, it's more. It would be more moral um, to um, commodify sex than to commodify food. Right. You say from a socialist point of view, yeah. it's far more ethical to charge money for sex than for food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was a, so, so that was another thing. Is I, I felt like the 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 the, 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 the sometimes the um, the 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 I, I felt like the the arguments could use a little bit of. Um, of, of uh, escalation in their reasoning. Yeah, because it's not just like a harm reduction argument, which I think right. is really important. Really I, to important. Me, yeah, right? It's like, yeah. I don't, I mean, forget ideology for a second. Like, yeah. and this is what I... Yeah, people are suffering yeah. and this would alleviate a right. lot of people's suffering. Yeah, and if you you think it's, mm. if you don't, if you want to protect people, right, if you're protecting sex workers, which is like, let's pause how that what that would even look like, but okay, so we should make boxing illegal. Right. Right, mm. we should make working football. in... Yeah, mm. football, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Melissa Gira Grant, I had her on a while ago and I remember she said something that I was like, oh yeah, that's it. She's like, people love talking about their feelings about sex work, but not sex workers. Like, you know, so like, I don't care what you, I don't care if you think, and there is a range, but you could think that sex work is inherently demeaning. You could think it's inherently liberating. You could think anything between whatever it is, you don't want those people. Yeah pushed into the underbelly of society like yeah, we do that with every other job i don't understand i know it's so it, it is it is so weird and people do think that their feelings should have some bearing on the yeah, argument yeah and then yeah. the the nordic model that people some people defend which is where yeah. you punish the johns and not the the sex yeah. workers don't they get how that works it, it's it, 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 it's it, that's it's so crazy right you don't want your customer to be arrested because that's your customer yeah yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, and you, you, I mean, if you want to continue to do a job, you don't really want any of your customers to get arrested. Yeah, right. I mean, it's yeah. It makes no sense, and um, um, and of course, there's a, you have former sex workers who are against decriminalization. You have former sex workers who are for it. You have current sex workers who are for it. Mm-hmm. But again, what is the end game? You make it illegal, then mm-hmm. what happens? Then yeah. you you volunteer to like sponsor someone and get them a job or whatever, like. Yeah, and then the argument that it's trafficking, as you point out, no, that's this actually makes it easier to respond to trafficking. Much, much, because like as as it as it is currently, um, people are afraid to come forward about things like that because they could be prosecuted. Yeah, like, right. You know, I mean, exactly. So, so if they know like, someone who was kidnapped and brought here against their will or whatever, you don't have to be you know yeah, be born no, here. No, scholars who have looked at this are like are um, are like are very clear that um, that so um, that. That decriminalization would help um, yeah. with uh, problems like trafficking or underage kids. Yeah. I mean that like those kinds of those kinds of um, problems are already illegal. Right. Yeah. And um, and uh, and and decriminalizing um, um, sex work in itself would only help. Right. So um, yeah, it shouldn't be under um, the same umbrella. Yeah. And when you put them under the same umbrella, you're diluting. You know whatever you're doing to get. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I should say um, there's um, there's so much um, happening on this issue right now, and it's great. Um, I mean, there's um, a lot of um, sex workers have been organizing on this for years, and um, and um, and all, and now actually a lot of sex workers are. Um, in DSA, um, right. and yeah. um, and organizing as as, as, as uh, with DSA and um, and um, Julia Salazar, yeah. our New York our, our New York newly elected socialist um, state senator, um, sponsored a, a bill yeah. to decriminalize sex work. So that's really exciting, and um, and we almost elected a district Tiffany attorney Kaban. in Queens, Tiffany Caban. She maybe um, she'd come on the show, to... my show earlier. Could have all been different. Just kidding. That was her mistake. Did, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I guess it's like, it's so paternalistic also to think all these people who are organizing as sex workers, they, they're what? They're pawns. They don't know what they're, they're playing into the patriarchy. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, um, I, I, I think that there's, there, I, I think there is kind of a, um, a, a paternalistic, yeah. um, um, I, th- I think there's kind of a paternalistic attitude. There's also sort of a, um the, there there's this there's a strain in in feminism that um kind of regards um all of all sex right. as violence right yeah. and you know so some of this does grow out of that right uh, you know. yeah good luck with that one yeah exactly um and <laughs> a, a very popular i know so, yeah yeah um uh, okay, and the the banality of insurgency, another great piece you wrote, which is a very important piece. There's nothing inherently radical about insurgency. Centrists, once bitten in the ass by the rhetoric of newness and change, are warning to it. Now they're getting revenge by barring the narrative in service of their own banal candidates. Um, it turns out throwing the bums out isn't an ideology, nor is even nor is it even a left or progressive goal in itself. Some of these new centrist young bloods are significantly more conservative than the old white guys they're challenging. And you you mentioned Joe Kennedy, who's um, challenging Markey, Ed Markey. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a fucking Kennedy, first of all. Yeah. A Kennedy. I know. And it's, know. it's a great metaphor because you have Joe Crowley, the old yes. fart that, you know, uh, Ocasio kicked out. He's defend. He's he's like how raising uh, money, raising for, money him. for Kennedy. Yeah. He's so thanks for making money. it so clear. Thanks for the optics. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, no, when I saw that, that was when I knew I had to write this piece. Yeah, no, I, that's it, great. it was an issue that involved bothering me for a while, but sometimes a certain event brings it all into relief. Right. And, yeah. And it's kind of similar to the. Um, it reminds me of the weaponization of identity politics, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Sometimes we like there. There are there will be these feel good narratives that right. we all feel good about, like in theory, like the um, the first woman president, right. Right. Or, right. or the um, or or the the new blood, you know, yeah. um, knocking out the old white men, and um, and you know it it and the, what we have to remember is. Um, the um, the neoliberal side, the ruling class side, um, always has more yeah, money for PR great, yeah. than we do. I mean, so so any kind of any kind of narrative like that, they um, they can steal that from us. Yeah, they, they can steal that from us so easily. And um, and and where um, w- where we always have to um, stay focused on is. Um, our socialist working class politics and know, the issues, and, right? And the, and the issues, the, the the issue, the issues intertwined with that politics, and this and and that was a great example because the um, so we've got Joe Crowley who is working for um, a lobbying firm, right? Um, where Trent Lott is a colleague, the, the um, big fan of Strom Thurmond. Yeah, does anyone forget who um, he is? Yeah. And um, and you know, there and fossil fuel companies are major clients. And it's like, yeah, of course, his friends um, of, at Peyton Boggs would love to get rid of Ed Markey, who right. is co-sponsoring the Green New Deal yeah. with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Nothing would please them more. Right. And of course, like um, I'm sure Crowley has like a, a revenge uh, course, fantasy yeah. against yeah. AOC yeah. Um, for his personal right. dignity Despite reasons. Born, maybe you were born to run. Did you see he did that at his concession party? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But then he like. I know that was that yeah. was sweet, but only briefly. Well, yeah. Then he turned um, back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and you know, and Ed Markey is another like I mean, he's an interesting example of 
um, how um, liberals get better when the left is stronger. Right. You know, he's yeah. sort of like a traditional um, liberal, and uh, with AOC um, there, he's like he was really emboldened right. to do something real and serious, um, and um, and you know, for, for um, the for the working class and for the planet. Right. And, yeah. You know, with the Green New Deal. So so that's like if she wasn't there. He'd be just, you know, kind of a, a, a decent but regular Democrat. Right. But yeah. um, but it's like so it's yeah, it's important to um, it's, it's important to support these allies and um, and to not get not and also to not let the the centrists um, steal these right. um, these, 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 these these stories, you know, but also understand that these stories are um, are are. Um, are just stories, and right. that we really have to stick to um, our actual politics right. and issues. issues. And That's why, whether it's a uh, a new young person who has crappy politics, or whether it's a heart attack, you just go back to the issues. Exactly, as Bernie teaches us. <laughs> exactly. I love. I'm, I'm waiting right. for him to be like. I was thinking like it'd be a great reality TV show. So Bernie has a heart attack, and then he comes back. He's like. If anything, it taught me to fight even harder for this. <laughs> then he should go out and like try, get kicked out of a home or something. He gets evicted. And they're yeah. like, are you okay? You're homeless now. He's like, if anything, it's taught me to fight even harder for affordable housing. Like, exactly. Yeah. exactly. No matter what happens. Uh, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Liza. This has been great. Thank yeah. you, Katie. My and, pleasure. Um, everyone should check out her writing at Jacobin. Also, her great column at um, The Nation. Um called Asking for a Friend, the advice column. It's really great. The recent one is especially fun to read. And they can find her on, find you on Twitter at? Um, at L Feathers. L Feathers, right? Yeah, L Feather with, with a Z. Z. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Liza. That was great. Thanks so much for listening to the Katie Halper Show. Don't forget to listen to the Patreon-only double whammy episode, which includes a chat with Liza Featherstone, who strikes back at feminist bullies, or pseudo-feminist bullies, I should say, and a chat with Leslie Lee about the Joker, as well as other interesting topics. That's at patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash the Katie Helper Show. Liza Featherstone is a journalist based in New York City and a contributing editor to The Nation where she also writes the advice column asking for a friend. She is co-author of Students Against Sweatshops, The Making of a Movement, Selling Women Short, The Landmark Battle for Workers' Rights at Walmart, Divining Desire, Focus Groups in the Culture of Consultation, and she's the editor of the book False Choices, The Faux Feminism of Hillary Clinton. The Katie Helper Show is edited by Ted Reedy. Our theme song is by the band Cordova. 